Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Love is powerful. It eradicates fear, brings us together, and equips us to live out our purpose in the earth. Honestly, I'm not sure there's a problem love couldn't remedy. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your copy of my new book, Love Is Remastered, and join me in making this world a better place by learning to love more intentionally than ever before. This book also supports Traffic 911, which is a local nonprofit that helps youth coming out of human trafficking in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can get yours today at thehannahughes.com slash shop. That's thehannahughes.com slash shop. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the ByWords podcast. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to my friend Kai Davies. Kai is an interior designer whose passion is to help you understand the different ways you can reimagine your space to make your most desired aesthetic dreams come true. Her goal is to help you love your home through education that instills confidence when making those overwhelming design decisions. Though her background in psychology, it became very clear to her just how important your surroundings are to your mental well-being and how often your living spaces get overlooked as a solution for many of life's stressors. Because of this, Kai's interior design philosophy revolves around creating beautiful, purposeful designs that bring balance to your lifestyle. Kai, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you here. And today we're talking about the role that our environment plays in our story. So as we're getting started, I just really love to hear what purpose means to you and how you know you found yours. Absolutely. Um, so I thought about this a lot and to me, I feel like purpose means to be intentional or to be impactful um, and to do something for the greater good in order to serve someone or something in a more positive way. And I feel like that you know that you've found yours when you feel at peace or or if it's easy, but not, I don't know if easy is the right word because I think there's ups and downs in every situation. Um, but I think it's when it's at the end of the day and you feel satisfied and it feels worth it. And that's when I think, you know, like you found your calling and like your purpose of what you're supposed to be doing. That's so good. I really love that you mentioned the piece about intentionality and mm -hmm. it really, I can tell shows up in everything that you do. And I really cannot wait to talk about that in this conversation. And so yeah. I mean, when you, when you and I started talking, what immediately fascinated me is the way that you pair psychology with interior design. That's something I had never really heard about before, but mm -hmm. I think it's so brilliant how you've come up with this way to really balance home and heart and all the things. So tell us about all of that, like how you got there, how our environments are connected to our emotions. Absolutely. Um, so well, there's actually a statistic that even before 
like pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, that on average, um, we spend 90% of our lives indoors, right? Mm -hmm. And that was really speaking to any type of indoor environment. Um, And obviously, this past year has contained us to our homes. But there are honestly, but no, there, there's so many ways that your interior environment plays a role in how we feel. And from a psychological standpoint, there are so many studies that have been done for multiple variables. So for example, um, there's a huge, has been found that there's a huge connection between feeling stressed and anxious and there being clutter in the physical environment. Or um, color theory is a huge one too. So for example, like white can, the color white can be seen as crisp and pure and clean, um, but it can also feel sterile and unimpressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so colors can also trick our minds into feeling a temperature. For example, like being in an area or an environment that has a lot of cool tones or grays, people have reported or felt like physically cold. Hmm. Um, yeah. And like another example would be like lighting can play a huge role in things like how we feel productively during the day. Um, and there have been a lot of studies with light that show the more that we align our indoor lighting with the natural patterns of the sun and the natural colors that the sun brings throughout the day that we become more healthy because we are creating a super strong connection with our body, um, in terms of our circadian rhythms, which are our body's internal clock. And that internal clock has a huge role in terms of the way that our body functions um, and like keeping our hormone levels in check and, um, and whatnot. But I like to look at the design of a space as a whole. So understanding these studies that have been done to give us this data and using that to implement these into the spaces that I design to maximize my client's experience when they're in that space. Um, And it's really important to me to share and spread the knowledge that the design of your space is more than just aesthetics because um, there's so much out there that connects it to be more, right? Um, So yeah. Those are just a few examples. <laughs> this is it's so interesting. I'm like a nerd. <laughs> no, like nerding I, out. I'm, I'm so fascinated by it. Is anyone else yeah. just like totally sucked into this conversation? I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> it's so fascinating. And you know, the more I hear you talk about it, the more I'm thinking mm-hmm. through my own home. And mm-hmm. for those who don't know, we live in a barn dominium, which is a house inside another building. So we don't have a lot of windows that give us natural light. And I mean, Kai, you and I have even talked about this, how it really does make such a huge difference. Even the lighting, like you said, mirroring the sun yep. and the circadian rhythms and all that. It's mind blowing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot. It, it's, it's true. Um, and we're like little plants. We're like, we need, we need to hydrate and we need sun and we need, you know, we need to be in an environment that makes us thrive. Um, yes. yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. And you know what? I love how you talk about how our environment can help us actually live more purposefully. And mm-hmm. even how that's a form of self-care, which I had never Absolutely. thought about either. Can you <laughs> yeah. break that down for us? Yeah. So um, earlier I had said that purpose means to me to be intentional and impactful. So I feel like our environment can help us live more purposefully by being intentional with what we bring into our space and being aware that whatever you may be feeling with the highs and lows of life, that your interior environment can and should be seen as an aspect of the solution um, mm-hmm. and, and be an area that you take a look at in terms of your self-care and how you're feeling and how it can be helping you or hindering you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways that our environment can hinder us? Yes. So I, I think honestly, lack of knowledge in terms of understanding that there is a connection between your emotions and your interior environment because you aren't alone in and thinking like wow this is such a this is such a cool new fascinating topic right and yeah. it's like it's actually like I didn't think of this you know what I mean like I'm not the one that uh that created environmental psychology you know I've been studying it for years um but I do think that even though environmental psychology is still a topic that is not really looked at in a strong applicable way um, outside of the design industry, which honestly, that's kind of changing rapidly now in light of COVID um, Mm. because I feel like now there's so many things that are coming out that really shed light on the importance of of your well-being and your health and being indoors, right? Um, But I also feel like people see it as, see interior design as like a luxury and something that is not quite attainable to them, Mm. which I honestly, that, that is kind of like the interior design industry's fault too, by like being so always like leveled up and like feeling like people have to have like millions of dollars to live in an environment that um that serves them um but that's really something that I try to shed light on and um I've learned you know how important your environment is to your mental well-being through my studies and how often your living space gets overlooked as a cause of your life's stressors. And then, Mm. so being aware of those, then I think you're able to like create a plan of action and then change those and like create a solution, you know? Yeah, man, I love that. And I, I mean, especially thinking about last year and how much has changed. Families are spending more time at home and it has, Absolutely. the home has really become a central place for life to happen, especially people working from home. So how do you think that switch to being at home more has affected people mentally in the past year? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that it has affected people tremendously. I mean, 
I think that it has really put environmental psychology on the map, like I was saying, um, because people were forced to switch gears so quickly Mm. from being in a setting that was already facilitated for a work environment, right? It was already set up for people to go get things done, you know, have it be as simple as possible to work and not... And then having to create that themselves and not understanding how do I switch my association from being at home, um, which people are like, I'm home, I'm relaxing, I'm unwinding, I'm here to just chill out. Um, And then having to switch that and be like, okay, now this is where I also have to get work done and like show up and be present and you know be you know able to um, be there for their coworkers or if they're leading a team or if they have to get you know what I mean so um, I think that it has also shown a lot of things can be done from home though so um, I think there's been like I'm really interested to see you know once we get more people vaccinated and we get more people returning back to quote-unquote normal times um how it's actually going to affect like the work-life balance and how people um you know are going to see that working from home is a lot more attainable than what they may have thought and how Mm. they actually may quite prefer that because work-life balance is huge in terms of your mental health and your self-care. Yes, definitely. And I have definitely experienced that myself. I mean, being a mom working from home, I mean, my husband that works from home. So what do you think is the best way to kind of create that separation between work and home when they're both at home? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like this is such a good question because like I said, I think, um, this past year came with so much change, which I felt felt like, which at first felt crazy and like out of control, which is extremely normal in any kind of change. Um, Yeah. You know, and I think people living in multiple people living with multiple people in their house um, have learned to adapt quickly and work with each other's schedules and like whatever that entails. Right. Um, but I would say, I would say that in order to navigate creating an environment that serves multiple people, um, is to be really intentional with the space again is, and to like be making sure that it serves everyone and their needs in the most productive way, like whatever that looks like, you know, taking a look at, the functionality of the space, um, how things are set up, the way, you know, just like being really, really specific and detailed. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what do you think are some practical ways that we can start to bring more of that balance into our homes and into our lives? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is honestly such a good question. Um, I think I would say understanding the basic elements of a cohesive design, because the reason that I say that is 
when a design is cohesive and like we find it beautiful and we're like in the space and we're like wow this is so great I love how that goes with that and like look at that artwork it just fits so perfectly and everything is like has all their ducks in a row right our brains light up because when we find something is beautiful um our little brain tells us serotonin is being released and serotonin is our happy hormone right so it makes us feel all warm and fuzzy and it makes us feel really good so um and then it's like a ripple effect so when you're feeling when you're immersing yourself and feeling like really good and you're like wow this feels so great i love spending time here it makes me want to do this it makes me want to do that and then it's like you're you're letting yourself have other elements of your life leveled up as well and you're taking the time to continue that happy good feeling because it's making you healthier or whatever it may be it's making you happier it's making you live a more elevated life you know so i would say like starting with the basics and then just kind of like watching it unfold as to be like one of the foundations of being in a better mindset, in a better space, et cetera. Oh, that is so cool. I love yeah. that. So this is kind of like a think fast question, but what okay. would you say are like the, the basics for starting to create an environment that really supports your mental well-being? Yes. Um, that is a great question. I, number one, always tell my clients, like wherever you are, make sure that you have control over the light. Um, bring in plants because plants have a really complex way of, um, making us feel connected to nature and like humans love being outside. We love taking the outdoors in too. It's called, um, it's actually called a phenomenon called uh, biophilia. And um, it's basically our brains. Um, I'm trying to like think about the like easiest way to say this. <laughs> um, so when we look at, there's, there's multiple co components of this, right? Because outdoors there's think think of the colors like it's blue it's green it's like creams and like natural woods and um those colors you know are a great way to like bring into the indoor space in a way that feels good to you um like visual texture variety um things that you would like literally see outside and then like abstractly bring in through the materials that you have in your space whether that's um, a textured pillow that reminds you of tree bark or like, you know, things like that. And also going back to bringing in plants where not only is the color green been shown to be like very calming and like soothing, but also, um, the patterns of leaves, um, is kind of connected to an, uh, an ideal called soft fascination. And, um, it's basically a study where the 
patterns of the leaves that are like repeated over and over like even having those to look at like calms us and reduces anxiety it like helps us with our breathing yeah and like even um bringing it out like artwork that has plants in it or is like a natural scene or things like that like that alone is gonna make a huge difference so like understanding those like little basics where you can then apply them pretty easily into your space to like create a more wholesome environment is is something that could really like elevate your mental well-being wow that's amazing I'm so intrigued by all of this I was like I'm like oh my gosh I'm probably like I don't know I'm trying to say it in a way where like it's pretty easy to digest too because it's pretty complex this is great This is so great. I'm really loving this conversation. So I'm really curious, how did you get to a point where this became an interest of yours? Like what brought you to combining these two passions? So I've always had a fascination with psychology. Um, From a young age, I was always watching like, you know, um, CSI and like all this stuff, right? Like I loved, (laughs) I loved, um, the element of like figuring out how people work and like why they do the things that they do right and like what makes them tick um and I actually was I that's what I got my undergrad degree in was um psychology but when I was in college I took classes because I thought that I was actually going to go into like criminal psychology um oh wow yeah because I was like so fascinated with um with figuring out like why people do what they do right and what is it that what is it in the brain that like changes or makes us make the decisions that we make and when I was in when I was taking my classes I took um, a pretty intense forensic um, psychology class and it quickly showed me that you know although it is very, very, very important to have people that can do that day in and day out and like deal with those stories and that those tragedies um, of figuring out, you know, who might've done something. It wasn't me. Um, And I quickly learned that, which is good because I think that, you know, so much of what we so much of knowing what we should do is like figuring out what we shouldn't do, you know? Mm, Yes. And yeah. And like, so when I was done with college, I was like, well, you know, I really am like, I love psychology and the aspect of people and working with people and like the why. And, um, I think I took a year off. I was like, you know, I really am trying to figure out what it is that I can do to be, make more of an impact on the world and like spread more positivity and like really do something of value and what's going to fill my cup up. Right. Mm. And I have always been a very creative person. So when I found out about the interior design program um, at Washington State University, um, I was extremely intrigued because part of the thesis that you do, um, as a graduate student there is really facilitating it through your own interests, which is what I was like, Oh, that's really cool that you could like do a project yourself and like research Mm. stuff yourself. And 
Um, so when I found that out, I applied, got accepted, and I immediately was like, well, I'm really interested in environmental psychology and like the way that we feel when we're in a space and how I can help others understand that as well and like really be in a field that is making a difference right and like spreading more positivity and elevating people in a way that is beneficial to their mental health because I think really in the past few years but really last year um mental health has like really skyrocketed and like discussion of mental health um and really showing that like so many people deal with it whether it's minor or major um it's there and it's important yes a solution to some of the things that you may be feeling and I can help people by showing them that and like having them like just be a better person or feeling like a better person um that just is like invaluable to me and it's like that's what really lights me up you know and so that's kind of that's kind of why I started to take this path because it's like I wanted to make a difference um and so it really just lights me up to share knowledge in a way that's going to really help other people and lift them up as well. Yeah, man. I love that so much. And I think that is going to be such valuable information for so many people just learning. I mean, even just acknowledging how much our environment truly does affect our well-being, whether that's emotional, physical, mental, all the things that's so connected. And I, I just cannot get enough of this conversation. This is so interesting to me. <laughs> I'm hooked. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. I'm like, I nerd out sometimes on it. And it's like, it, it's really, um, it's really fun to like talk to other people about it too, who like aren't as familiar because I'm like, ah, okay, I'm about to rock your mind. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. So yeah. as we're wrapping up this conversation, what would you say to the woman who feels really overwhelmed in her home or even just in her season of life right now? So I would say to number one, take a big deep breath because everything is going to be okay. And that my mom always told me nothing is ever too great to overcome and to really take a step back and understand what you're feeling and do the work to try and find the solutions that work the best for you, whether that's investing in your health, um, learning about self-care and the practices that make the most, most difference to you because reaching out and asking for help you, no matter how far you are down the road, you'll never, ever, ever look back and say, I'm really upset at myself for doing what was best for me. Right. And I think, I think so many women feel bad for like making themselves a priority or, um, feel guilty or like feel selfish about that when it's not 
uh, it's, it's really not. And it's actually extremely, extremely important because in order to serve those around you in the best way, like you have to be your best self. And the way to do that is to really set boundaries and learn self-love and practice it and practice positive mindset because it's not something that you just, oh yeah, I'm like feeling great and now I don't have to do that anymore. It's like a continuous thing, right? And so like creating those habits and and creating that for yourself, like you will never look back and be upset that you did that. That's so good. I completely agree. (laughs) That is wonderful. Well, I just really appreciate you being willing to come and share with us because this is I think going to be so revolutionary for so many. I mean, I know it is for me personally. So thank you, thank you so, so much for being here. And Absolutely. you guys, right now, Kai is helping a lot of people transform their home office spaces because so many of us did make that transition. And mm-hmm. I love that you particularly work with entrepreneurs and just helping mm-hmm. create spaces that really benefit their productivity levels, helping them be able to focus and thrive in their business. It's just, that's just so amazing. So Kai, where can everyone connect with you and get more information about working with you? Absolutely. Um, the best way to connect with me is through my Instagram at balanced interior. Um, and through there you can navigate to my website. You can shoot me a DM, interact with my content, um, and learn a lot more about the different things that I sprinkle in throughout my content. Yeah. Yes. You guys definitely need to go follow her. She's just sharing so many more tips that can help you really deep dive on all the information that we've talked about today. So Kai, thank you again so much for being here. I thank you so I much. can't get enough of this. <laughs> this has been so fun. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.